How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Dad Tired Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Lopes. Join me every Monday as we dive into what it looks like to be men who fall in love with Jesus and help our families do the same. You can learn more about our books, resources, conferences, and even online community by going to dadtired.com. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, well, uh, welcome back to the Dad Tired Podcast. Man, this has been a crazy week. There was a big part of me that wasn't going to record this episode. I just, I don't know, man, I just didn't want to add to the noise. Um, it's been it's been heavy for most of us, uh, if you, especially if you live in the States, but really, man, around the world, it's just been a heavy week. And um, even, even just personally, I got a phone call five minutes ago that there was a family emergency with one of my parents. And, um, so I'm, you know, I've got that on the forefront of my mind and trying to get information on that. Uh, uh, so I, I guess all that to say, man, the, the world feels heavy. And I know even in the midst of that and all the heaviness that's happening in our world this week, um, even just personally, I know that you guys are still the world doesn't stop for you guys and your jobs and and the things that you're dealing with in your families personally and your own health and your own kids and families and all that stuff. So uh, it just feels like a heavy week. And I, and I really was going to just not do an episode this week, but I I felt compelled to process alongside of you. And I I think that that's important. And, um, so yeah, we're going to try our best to (laughs) get through today's episode. Um, in case you're listening to this years from now, um, this episode, this, this week is the week that George Floyd died, um, or was killed by the, a police officer really unjustly. And, um, so that there's protests happening all around the world right now. And, um, so that's what I'm referring to in case you're listening to this months or years down the road. Um, but whenever things like this happen, I just try to zoom out and I try to get clarity on what my role is j- just personally. And I try to realign my priorities. And um, so, so here's what I know that God has called me and most likely many of you who are listening to. Um, I know that God has called me to be a disciple first. First and foremost, above anything else, I'm a follower of Jesus. Um, and then secondly, I'm a husband. Third, I'm a father. And then lastly, I'm a worker. And, and I say all of those in order. So I always tell people, I'm a, I'll die a disciple, I'll die a husband, I will die a father, um, and then I don't know if I'll die a worker. Um, hopefully I won't be working until the day I die, but probably, uh, especially in the kingdom of God, man, the work never stops um, for all of us. So in some, some shape or form, we'll be, we'll be working. And uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, if you resonate with calling yourself a follower of Jesus and you're trying to figure all of that out, you probably, you've been called to the same roles, man. Like you're a disciple of Christ. You are likely a husband and a father listening to this. And uh, you hopefully, uh, if you, if by God's grace, you still have a job, you're a worker, even if you don't right now, man, I'm, I'm believing you will soon. And, uh, and so that, that's really our roles in that order as men, as we're disciples of Jesus, we're husbands, we're fathers, and we're workers. And so what I try to do in these situations is I try to just zoom out and really get perspective on those things and kind of get alignment on those things. Like, where am I at as a disciple? Where am I at as a husband? Where am I at as a father? And where am I at as a worker? And I just want to invite you to walk alongside of me on those four paths today. Um, and really, we can ask questions together and kind of process this stuff together. So for the sake of time, 
Um, let's just dive right into that. So when, when I think through my role as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, um, what, what am I thinking through and how is God shaping my heart in the midst of things like this week? Um, and, and honestly, I've just been overwhelmed by the noise. Um, you, you turn on your TV, you go on any social media app, you, you talk to friends, you really can't escape it. Like anywhere you go to, if you even, you know, you're listening to your pastors or whatever on in live streaming church services, or you turn on a podcast, like right now, and we're talking about these kinds of things, these big news events, and, um, your friends are probably talking about it. Social media is talking about it, everywhere's talking about it. And there's just so much noise. Everybody's got an opinion. And honestly, for me, that I, I just get extremely overwhelmed by the noise. And my first response is just to like tuck away, to hide, and to numb out. And I just kind of I like want to move away from all of it. I feel very overwhelmed by all of it, and I just kind of want to tuck away. Um, and I remember I've told the story in books before. I've talked to you guys about this before, but I, I had a friend tell me one time that whenever she was driving and uh, something would rattle under the hood, like some, she could tell something was going on under the engine she would just uh, turn up the volume on the radio so she didn't have to deal with that noise. And uh, which I thought is so funny, but you know, I've talked about this in the book, like I said, but we, we do the exact same thing. Whenever there's something like going on under the hood of our souls, when, when we recognize that there's like something making us uncomfortable, instead of dealing with that and really sitting in it, we just turn up the radio and we all have different stations that we turn to to kind of numb out or drown out the noise. And I think during this particular season, um, some of us are turning to stations like like actual news stations or stations like social media um, or blogs or just all the opinions. You just want to hear like, what is this person saying? And what is this news outlet saying? And what is this social media influencer saying? And what are these friends saying? And a lot of that sometimes can be um, noise. It can be a station that you turn to. I'm not saying that it's bad noise necessarily. Maybe some of it is, but not all of noise is bad noise, but it is noise nonetheless. Like it, there, it is noise that you're adding to your life. So some of us just turn to those stations to kind of stay occupied and, uh, and not really deal with what's going on personally in our heart because we're just kind of staying at what, what is everyone else saying? What is everyone else talking about? Other, others of us may swing the opposite direction and we just want to ignore it all. Like you just want to veg out uh, on something entirely different. Maybe it's like, you know what, I'm just going to watch some Netflix stand-up comedy special or I'm just going to like rewatch The Office season one or whatever because I, just, I, just, I don't even want to think about this. This is overwhelming. And if I'm honest with you, I've gone back and forth through both of these. I'll spend a bunch of nights um, watching the news and just trying to absorb everything. I don't want to be ignorant towards things. I want to like learn what is happening, what's happening in our culture and our world. And I just want to absorb all that. And, you know, honestly, I'm just, it's fascinating. It's really, it's incredible to see what's going on right now and to hear what's going on. Um, and then I'll get to the point where I feel really overwhelmed by it. And then I'll think, man, I can't take anymore. I'm going to delete all my social media apps. I'm going to get rid of everything. And I, I can't hand my heart is too heavy. I'm just going to go back and watch some, uh, you know, something on Netflix or to kind of veg out or whatever. And, um, and so I, I get it, man. I've, I've been like, I've, I've swung both of those directions, but the other night I put the kids to sleep and I jumped in the shower, which, you know, it's probably too much information for you, but you know, this as a dad, sometimes the only place that we can get like a little bit of quiet. <laughs> so when you uh, go to the bathroom for 30 minutes and tell your wife, you just really uh, <laughs> have to go to the bathroom or do you just jump in the shower, um, and take really long showers. Cause it's like the one place that, 
might be quiet for a few minutes. And so I put the kids to sleep and I was in the shower and it's quiet. And that's, I always say it's like my think tank. I just, all my ideas and stuff come in the shower and I'm just in there and I'm, and it's quiet. And it, it happened to be on a day where there's just a lot, there's some really, really heavy stuff in the last couple of weeks, riots and, and violence and opinions. And just, it was, it just felt especially heavy. And uh, so it's quiet in there. And it was the first time I, I didn't have like any other outside noise kind of in my ear. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was reminding me that I'm, I'm going everywhere for thoughts, for opinions, for ideas, to see what's going on. I'm going everywhere but Him. And, um, and I just, I don't know, you know, I, I always say like, I don't want to over-spiritualize things. I don't want to put words into God's mouth that He didn't actually say. I think it's really dangerous for us to do that as Christians. Um, but I, I, I felt something kind of beyond myself. Um, an influence beyond myself, a voice beyond myself, just like, man, just be quiet. Like, just just settle down and to listen to what would God have to say. And I, I think one of the most wise things that you and I can do right now is to potentially just spend maybe a day, maybe half a day, maybe two days, whatever it looks like for you, but just like delete news apps, social media apps, all the distracting things that you're going to, those stations that you're going to that are distracting, adding a lot of noise, and just spend some time with God in prayer. And again, I'm, I'm not saying like get rid of all that stuff and just like tuck yourself away in a cave so you're not, you don't have any clue what's going on, but maybe just for like half a day or for a day or for a couple days. Just like quiet the noise, turn down the radio station. And my and what I would encourage you to do is to pray Psalm 139 over yourself. And Psalm 139, 23, verse 23 and 24 says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead in me and lead me, I'm sorry, lead me in the everlasting way. That's, that's the prayer that I would encourage you to kind of pray over yourself. God, search me, search my heart, show me my way, show me if there's anything in me that is not of you, and then lead me back to your ways, to your kingdom. My initial thoughts, listen, when I first like had that thought and I thought, you know, you know, Jared, be quiet, see what God's speaking to you. My, my initial thoughts are, of course, I'm not racist. Like, you know, I grew up in a very diverse place. That the, the high school I went to, the place where I went to high school, spoke seventy-two different languages on campus. Like very diverse upbringing around me. And so my first thoughts are like, you know, I'm not a racist. I love and respect and cherish people of every color and background. But I just wanted to be quiet for a minute and ask myself some hard questions and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal in me what I may be keeping in darkness, even subconsciously. And, and so I'm just asking myself questions like, are there areas in my life that, are, that I have subconscious bias? Or, or maybe am I turning a convenient blind eye toward types of inequality because it doesn't really affect me as a white dude? The truth is I don't really have to think about um, racism or racial injustice every day because it doesn't really affect me every day. That's just me being honest as a, as a white guy. And so really what I wanted to do, my, my prayer has been, God, reveal areas in my own heart that I'm not seeing. Again, Psalm 139, God, search me, know my heart, show me my ways. And is there anything hurtful, God? Is there anything in me that I'm not currently seeing? And I've been praying prayers like, God, where is your heart breaking that I have been overlooking? Are there things that God are there areas where God's heart is breaking for his people that I'm not even looking at? And as a man of God, as men of God, 
I want our hearts to break over the things that God's heart breaks over. That's what it means to be a spiritual leader is to seek God's heart and to align the ways and the desires of our heart closer and closer to his. And so I've been asking myself, God, are there areas of my heart that are, that you, you need to reveal in me because there's just some subconscious stuff happening there or God, are there areas of your heart that are breaking for your people? And I'm not even thinking about it. God, reveal that stuff in me. God, I want my heart to be in a spot where it breaks over the things that your heart breaks for. And so I've been spending time in prayer the last few weeks, even before all this happened, I've been spending time in prayer, just asking God for wisdom. God, above all else, would you give me wisdom? And I think one of the wisest things we can do as men of God is to break away from the noise and to spend time with the Father. Listen, even Jesus broke away from the crowds and the noise to spend time with the Father. Jesus had the most important job in the history of the world, and yet he still knew how important it was to break away and get clarity on who he should be listening to the most. And now please like, hear me really clearly. I'm not saying to stay silent. Jesus didn't stay silent, and I don't think we as Christians are supposed to stay silent. But I do think that before our speaking comes listening, And the foundation of our words and actions, the foundations of our actions, the foundations of everything that we say and do and that we stand up for is always starting with the convicting and guiding spirit of truth. And so in the midst of all the noise, I guess I would ask myself as a disciple of Jesus again, and for you as a disciple of Jesus, who has the loudest voice? Who are you bending your ear to the most? Again, not all noise is bad. We need some noise. But the first station that you and I should be turning to is the one who invented justice in the first place. These are the things that I'm asking and reflecting on as a disciple of Jesus. Those are the things that I encourage you as a disciple of Jesus. What does it look like for you? I I think this is true all the time. Even in the midst of normal kind of mundane life, we should still be pulling away and getting in quiet spaces to hear the voice of the Father louder than everything else. But especially in times like this, we realign. And I don't think like, do I want to agree with this or do I want to agree with that? I just want the Holy Spirit. I want God, Lord, reveal to me your heart, reveal to me my heart. And with those two things come even more closer aligned. Once I've processed on that path, I jump to the path of what does it look like to love my wife well? Uh, In this particular season and in this cultural moment, how do I be a husband who leads my wife well? And the truth is like Layla has, she's carried a heavy heart this week, man. Her personality type is naturally drawn toward the hurting, toward vulnerable, toward the the voiceless. Um, She just embodies empathy on another level. And uh, she feels things. She, She feels what people are feeling deeply, almost as if it's her own pain. And so she's been heavy this week. And you and I have talked about this before. I've I've mentioned this so many times on the podcast, but part of being a husband who loves his wife well is putting your wife's needs above your own and not saying things like, man, I just wish she'd get over it or how come she's in a bad mood or why is she always talking about this or like whatever the thing is that might be inconveniencing you. Uh, Instead of that, really seeing this as an opportunity to see like, what is God trying to do in her and then partner with God in that journey? The truth is, man, like God is using all of this. He uses all of life and especially moments like this to shape your heart and your wife's heart. And and I want to be used by God 
to partner with him, to be his partner, to stand with him, to say, babe, I, I see what God is doing in you during this time. And I want, I want to be like used by God to help shape and form in you whatever work he's trying to do. I think you would give your wife like a major gift if you were to ask her some really intentional questions this week. The questions can be things like, how is your heart this week? With everything that's going on, like, how's your heart, babe? Or things like, do you feel like God is teaching you anything during this time? What's God teaching you in the midst of all this? I feel like he's teaching me a lot of stuff. Here's what he's been showing me. Is he showing anything to you this week? Or like, is there anything I can do to help you process during all this? I think the little things, even little things like offering to watch the kids so your wife can find some space to process away from all the chaos of the house even if that means like locking herself in the bathroom for an hour or two, just giving her that freedom. Like, babe, I'm going to watch the kids. We'll put a movie on in the other room. You just go in the bathroom. You need to take a bath. You can take a shower. You just need to sit on the toilet, sit on the counter and do whatever you need to do. Like lock yourself in, just giving her the space to say, Hey, I know that like there's a lot going on and uh, I'm trying to pull away as a disciple of Jesus to spend some time with the father. And I just want to give you that gift. So I'm going to spend some time with the kids and I'm just going to let you uh, spend some time alone so that you can process. You need to cry. You need to be mad. You need to like spend some time with God, you, whatever, pray, like whatever you need to do. I just want to give you the gift of doing that. Um, and then just asking some of those questions, like how's your heart doing with all of this? What are you learning? What are you feeling? What's God teaching you? Is there anything I can do to help you process better? Uh, or, or even just being like super intentional about sitting down. This is a, a bigger one um, and it seems hard, but man, just sitting down with your wife and asking and, and like praying with her and asking God, God, would you show us together where in our own hearts and our marriage we've been missing it, where we may have been turning a blind eye to things that you wanted to reveal in us and humbling yourselves together as a couple to say, God, what, what do you want to teach us? What does it look like to be a couple on mission to see your kingdom come and your will be done, your light shine in the darkness here in this moment, in this day, in this season of life and culture? Like, how do we do that together as a family? That's a, that's a big, you know, I know a lot of you guys, it's hard. It's, it can feel intimidating to sit down and pray. But dude, like th- this is part of what it looks like for you to lead your wife well during these kinds of seasons. When it comes to um, our kids and uh, when we step into our role as a father, um, I've always taken the approach for my kids of being very direct. Um, and obviously, you know your kids best and, and you have to make that judgment. But we personally, like Layla and I, have always wanted to expose our kids to the realities of what's actually happening and, and really let them sit in the weight of that for a bit. Like, almost, you know, let it be a little bit heavy and a little bit shocking for them. Um, let them feel the weight of those realities. I don't want them to like, I don't want to hide them for the from the evil that's happening. Again, when we understand how evil the world is and how crappy things are, the good news is that much more amazing. And so I really, I'm okay with exposing my kids to some heavy stuff. Obviously, you do that with wisdom and, you know, you know your kids' maturity and where they're all at. And you don't want to be unwise about that, but I'm, I'm okay exposing them to some heavy stuff, some to the realities, not to just make stuff up, but to see, let them see what's actually happening in their world. I'll let them feel the weight of that and then to help them process what they're feeling and to help them process where's the good news of Jesus in the midst of this brokenness. And, uh, and so my kids, they've seen some of the riots that have happened on TV. They've heard the stories that have been happening. Uh, they heard the story of George Floyd and what happened to him. And then and then what we do is we use that as an opportunity to talk about race and we talk about injustice. Uh, it's just an opportunity for us again to talk to our kids about how God creates all humans in his image 
how every single human bears the image of God, and because of that, how they have intrinsic value. Um, and and again, like when else are you having these conversations? Uh, is this a normal conversation in your in your kids' lives? And if it's not, dude, like use these opportunities as a way just to point them back to the way God originally designed things. That all humans are created in the image of God and they have value for that very reason. And so we talk to them about how creative God is, that he creates humans to look all kinds of different ways and that all the ways that God creates humans are beautiful and just right. Um, one of the books that we read with our kids, we've read this to them numerous times, but even we've gone back to it during this time. It's a great kid's book. Uh, it's worth reading right now. It's called God's Very Good Idea. I'll link it in the show notes for you, but it talks about God's beautiful, like just how God uh, has a beautifully diverse family. Uh, it's really, really well done. I'll, again, I'll link that in the show notes so you guys have a copy of that. Finally, we'll, we'll wrap up um, today by by just talking about our role as a worker. And I really want to use this time to talk specifically about my work, namely this podcast and ministry. Um, and I was asking myself this week, does, like, does Dad Tired do a good job of representing dads from all ethnic backgrounds? Um, and I literally sat down, I looked through every episode we've done in the last four and a half years. And in some ways, uh, I was proud. I was like super proud of the diversity we've had. And I think back on guests like Lecrae and Dr. Joe Martin, who was just on recently, and Tony Dungy and Cedric Thompson and Talik McNeely, Alfred Morris, Anthony O'Neill, Rami Adeletke, Jonathan Pitts, Jason Wilson, Gabe Patillo, like all these guys, um, African-American men who have come on and shared their perspective on fatherhood and life. And, you know, I felt good on that. And I don't say that to like pat myself on the back and kind of say, hey, look at everything we're doing. I just genuinely, I genuinely want to hear the perspective of people who don't look like me. And, and I want that to be reflected in my work, in the dad tired ministry. But that being said, I don't think it's enough. And I still want to grow in this area. And so I just want to end this, our, our time together with giving you two practical things that I'm praying through when it comes to leading the dad tired ministry. And the first one is I genuinely want to hear from you. Uh, I know that there are a ton of you guys who are listening who aren't white. <laughs> uh, you come from all different ethnic backgrounds and races, and uh, and you consider yourself part of the Dad Tired family, and I absolutely love that. Um, and I, I just want to hear from you, man. Do you think like we're representing all dads, specifically uh, my non-white listeners? Do you, do you feel like Dad Tired is representing all dads? Or like, are there aspects of your fatherhood journey specifically that get overlooked on this show because you, because, you know, I'm a white dude and I have a white guy's perspective and not because I think that my perspective is better. It's just the, my perspective. And we, it's hard for us to sometimes get outside of our own little bubbles. And so if I'm missing something, if there's parts of the fatherhood journey that, that don't make sense to you because of where you're at specifically because of your ethnic background, dude, I want to hear it. I want to learn. Like I want to be open-minded to that. And, uh, and I want, I just, I don't want to have blind spots in that. So please like reach out to me. You can always email me hello at dadtire.com. And uh, I just want to hear from you, bro. Um, secondly, we have a board of directors that I personally report to. I'm accountable to this board of directors. Uh, I meet with these guys each month. They help me shape the culture of dad tired. Um, but the truth is they're all white. <laughs> uh, and so I, I'm just praying. I've been praying this week, God, would you start to show us as a board and as a ministry who can come onto our board and onto our leadership that can help represent the dads who don't look like us? Um, so that those are just, I know that's not like, the, you know, it's not all the end all be all. There, we've got a lot to work to grow. But I just really feel like, man, 
Uh, it has to start with us personally. That's why I wanted to talk about us as disciples first. And then what does it look like to lead our wives in marriage well? What does it look like to have these conversations with our kids? These are the way that slow changes start to happen. And then for us as a ministry, you know, we've got a big reach. And so we're talking about how to, as a ministry, do we do this well and to help be part of change and to just, we want to be part of the kingdom invading earth. We don't shy away. Again, I talked about at the beginning, like my tendency is to kind of pull away and to numb out, to turn on stations, to just get away from it. And I just don't want to do that as a man of God. I want to be a leader who steps into darkness because I know that the light is in me and will shine through me and he's in you and will shine through you. And so we need more Christians who frankly aren't weird and who aren't scared, um, but are who are tender and bold and uh, who believe that all image bearers um, that, that all people bear the image of God because they are created in his image. And, uh, and so, man, I just want to step into this. I'm challenging you to step into this. Would we all step into it first by listening to what the Holy Spirit is prompting us to say? Would we be bathed in his mercy and his grace and recognize that we are wretched sinners who have been saved because he first loved us? And so I just want to end by saying this. I love you guys deeply. And, um, and I'm honored to walk on this journey of life with you. I'm doing the best I can to lead us well, this ministry well. But I also know that like most of the time, I have no clue what I'm doing if I'm being totally honest with you guys. And uh, and as much as I encourage you like to do this all the time, I'm trying to encourage myself to be faithful, to go to the better leader, the better pastor, the better shepherd. Um, that's Jesus. And um, so I, I, I encourage you to give grace more than you give opinions. I encourage you to listen more than you speak. I encourage you to spend more time in prayer than you do in fear or maybe in anger. I encourage you to love and to lead well because you trust the one who is loving you and leading you well. I love you guys. Thanks for listening.